Hey, this is Laura, and you're listening to Expand. Welcome back, love. Let's get into it. I believe coaches are the natural-born givers of the world, the ones to serve, the ones to save, the ones to help, the ones to guide, especially our heart-centered coaches, the ones who feel what our clients feel and desire nothing more than to take their pain away to fix everything for them so that they can stop hurting, so that they can see what's actually possible for them in their lives on the other side of their pain, on the other side of their turbulence, on the other side of their judgment and and friction and frustration. And I think that's noble. I think that there's nothing more beautiful than someone who desires to guide another to a more peaceful, full version of their lives. But because this is the lens in which we operate, because we come into this space as the ones who save and give and guide, as the ones who fix and heal and lead, so often what's holding us back from really reaching success in our business and in our lives isn't the fact that we aren't giving enough or doing enough or moving fast enough. It isn't even in the results that we're guiding someone else to achieve in their lives. It's our inability to be open to receiving more that blocks us. Mm, Did that just land in you? I know that lands in me every time I think about it. Every time I think about what else could I be doing to serve more? What else could I be saying or offering to be more for my people? I, as much as I do that, we also have to balance it with how much more am I available to receive in taking that step? We can't just advance forward forever. We can't just advance towards forever without also opening ourselves up to receive more in return. And when I say receive, I don't only mean receive money. I don't only mean receive praise, affirmation, joy, peace, freedom, opportunity, options. I don't mean just that. I also mean how available are you to receive setback and resistance and self-doubt and fear and shame and failure. I think so often we we move from this illusion that if we just do everything right, the way that we're supposed to, the way that I see other people doing things, then I can avoid failure. I can avoid setback. I can avoid frustration. We're moving from this place of avoidance of And we're calling it something different. We're calling it noble. When really, though on the surface, yes, it is noble to be that for someone else. If you aren't also available to receive more for yourself, all you're doing is avoiding your own growth and putting that on someone else. You're relying on someone else's growth to tell you that you are safe. You are relying on your external circumstance, your your progression towards 
your success, the outcomes you see to tell you that you are where you're supposed to be. And it's because of that, that you're blocking yourself from receiving what it is that's trying to come through to you. Because in doing so, you're avoiding the things that you have to be okay receiving more of in order to get there. When we think about desiring to receive more money, more freedom, more safety, more security, more validation, more recognition, more praise, more opportunities, when we think about receiving all of those beautiful things, we forget that with them must come the balance of fear, of failure, of setback, of all of these things that we spend our lives trying to avoid. So to move forward from this place, it's not about only being more comfortable receiving success, which of course we all have work to do there. It is also holding bigger space for turbulence to be present without allowing that to drive, without putting it in the driver's seat and letting it steer the wheel. Okay, so when you think about moving forward, Have you been moving forward from a place of trying to avoid feeling a certain way? Have you been trying to control your external circumstance so tightly that you're actually closing yourself off from receiving both success and failure? Because that's what we're doing. When we try and control our external circumstance so tightly to avoid feeling failure, we're cutting ourselves off from the opportunities that are trying to come through for us, from the creative ideas trying to flow through us, from the inspiration that already exists deep within us. We cut ourselves off from that. We tell ourselves that it's not safe to trust it. It's not safe to receive it because If we, in order to do so, we have to loosen our grip. We have to let go of the illusion that we've been living inside of that we ourselves can singularly control the direction of our lives by giving more, by doing more, by moving more, by being more for others. In order to be more for yourself, we have to open up space to receive the emotions, the turbulence that's trying to bubble up and come to the surface. Perhaps it's been there for a long time and you've been denying it. You've been shaming it into silence because there's no time to feel hard things. There's no time to doubt. There's no time to be afraid. And anytime there's a whisper of fear, there's a whisper of failure on the horizon, we move in the other direction instead of holding it and looking at it and looking at how receiving that also means receiving its counterpart. I want you to start thinking about that every time there's fear in the room. If I can open up and receive this and hold it, what else is trying to come through with it? It's like the yin and the yang. Your life is about balance. What we experience is about balance. It's just whether or not you're open and ready to receive both in bigger quantities. We're still going to have moments where there's just too much fear and we close ourselves off. We shut it down. We lock it down. (laughs) We don't let it go any further, right? Maybe we escape and we numb out on our phone or we, we binge a Netflix season or two to avoid feeling that way. Or we bury ourselves in a bag of chips or we, we numb out in an online shopping spree or whatever it is for you, but understand that in avoidance of 
the pain of fear, of failure, of judgment, of doubt, whatever it is you do to avoid that, you are also avoiding the opportunities that are linked to that fear, that are linked to that doubt. And in order to earn the right to hold more opportunity and freedom and peace and ease in your life, in order to feel inspired and creative more often, we also have to be open to receive that, that com- which comes with those things. What, are, what balances them out? So how do we do this? How do we open ourselves up to receive more and stop avoiding by doing, by giving, by pursuing, by constantly moving? The key is in slowing down. This isn't what people want to hear. This is the most challenging piece and it still is for me today. I have an active practice of slowing down. I catch myself on my lunch break sometimes where I go for an intentional, fully present walk. I'm doing air quotes because I'm not always fully present, but that's my intention. I go for this walk after lunch to be fully present and go down to the water and really take in the scenery and reconnect back to my heart and myself, my intention for the day and and what it is that I'm here to offer but not only to offer outwards and then now I'm empty, but what else am I able to receive too in return? And I think where receiving begins is simply by being more present in our current experience. Receiving that first. Instead of trying to reach to receive something that will naturally come to us in due time, let's just receive our current experience fully. And what I witness sometimes on those walks is that I'm like power walking. I'm like, go, 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 go. And I'm like on my phone, I'm replying to people, I'm voice noting them, I'm messaging my team, like an idea I have, or I'm like following up on something that they needed from me. And 45 minutes passes before I look up and I go, holy crap, I've just been in doing giving mode for 45 minutes and I haven't received anything. What is it I'm avoiding? And usually when I stop and I sit with it, what I'm avoiding is like this grip, this fear, this resistance. Maybe I'm growing. Maybe I'm in a season where I'm really stretching myself to try new things or to pivot in my business or or to explore showing up in a different way and that's stretching me. And so instead of being with that experience, I bury myself in my phone, in my doing, in my giving, in in my let me control this state. So whenever I catch myself in a moment where I have set aside to be intentionally present, to be with myself, and I'm, I'm throwing myself into this coping pattern of doing and giving instead, of moving, of distracting, of numbing, I know that I'm avoiding feeling my current experience. And in receiving that, whatever it is, painful or expansive, friction-based or freedom-based, whatever that current experience is in fully being present with it without trying to control it or make it something it's not or make it mean something so that I can justify feeling like shit, just to be with it and to create that space around it allows me to fully receive it with compassion, hold it, and then also open myself up to receive what's trying to come with it the message, the opportunity, the idea that is sitting right there for me to just be ready to receive. But the work is trusting that it's there. 
without any evidence of it being there. And that's why this is hard. That's why most people don't do this because it requires you to trust first and create evidence later. Whereas we are so programmed to search for the evidence first and then it's safe to trust. The way to receive is through trust first. I need to trust myself to hold space, to hold bigger emotions for myself. And then not expect a payoff, not do it so that I can get something, but then also stay open for what else is trying to come through with it. What else is there? What opportunity was I not seeing because I was in avoidance of this fear? What idea was I not tapping into because I was in avoidance of failure? What, what thought that could change the trajectory of where I'm moving today, this week, this month, this year, was I avoiding because I was also in avoidance of the friction of growth, of the stretchiness I was feeling. I was burying myself in doing and gripping because that was my default. That was more comfortable for me. So I really invite you to start there, to start with slowing down and creating a pocket for yourself to be intentionally present with whatever your experience is today. And initially it's going to feel like a waste of time. It's going to, your, your mind is going to grab that pocket of time and it's going to be like, what are you doing? You could be doing one of these 15,000 things on your to-do list with this time, but you're just sitting here. What are you doing? And it's, it's going to throw you into mental chaos initially. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Can we be with that? Can we see that and calm that and tap back down into our body? Where is that chaos living in our body? Where's the clench? Where's the grip? What is that story trying to, trying to protect us from? What is it that our mind is trying to protect us from? It's trying to protect us from the failure that it thinks is going to happen when we stop moving. Our mind thinks that if we stop moving for a minute, everything's just going to fall apart. It means our mind thinks that if we, if we take time to feel an emotion, we're just never going to be motivated again. <laughs> like that's what our mind does. If we take a pocket to rest, heaven forbid, there goes our motivation for the day. I need friction to be motivated. I need to constantly be struggling to be motivated. No, that's just what your mind is addicted to creating. And because it's addicted to creating that, it can't fathom a, a version of your life without it. So the moment you create space to actually move through it, it's going to throw you into mental chaos. That's not a signal to, to not do it. That's not a signal that it's not working. That's a signal that you are hardwired to seek out struggle, to seek out numbing, to seek out distraction, to seek out opportunities where you can give more and do more because it feels uncomfortable to feel more and be more. So expect that to happen and then do it anyway. And with time, you will start craving these pockets because it's within these pockets that your best ideas will drop in. It's within these pockets that you'll feel the most inspired, not because you're doing anything, but because you realize that doing more and giving more was never your true source of inspiration. It was never your true driver. Your driver always came from within. It was always your heart. It always came from your gut, your intuition. It was always being channeled through you this whole time. And the more of those layers we can strip away, the easier it can come through. 
to the point where now these space pockets, these peace pockets, these moments where we get to just slow down and be for a minute, become the source of how you move. And, and it's from that place that we get to move from ease and freedom and security instead of always doing and giving to get to freedom and ease and security. That's the illusion. You're never going to get there. By doing more and giving more, you're never going to achieve freedom and security and ease. Not in the way you really want. Because any freedom and security and ease you create by doing more and giving more is externally created. And if you stop doing what you're doing to get it, that's when it falls apart. But the freedom and ease and security cultivated from deep within yourself never falls apart. No matter how much time you take or how much space you pause in, that is true freedom and security and inspiration and creativity and joy and ease and flow. That's, that's the real stuff. So I imagine you probably have some work to do. I imagine you probably need to listen back to this episode a time or two. Do it. If, if this is the last moment that I ever speak to you, I would feel complete. Like this, this work has single-handedly changed my life. Not just my business or the way that I lead, but my relationships with my husband, with my friends, with with my family, with myself. This opening to receive more of what my experience is in this moment and moving from that place, knowing that everything I already desire lives within me and it's, it's my choice to access it at any point. I just have to slow down enough to recognize that has been everything. And it's everything I ever want for you. So if this resonated, please, I invite you to play with this, to invite in the turbulence that's going to come up, to let this be messy and to know that this is a journey forever unfolding. I am still in mine and will be forever. So let's not enter into this from the place of I'm going to do this until I feel this way because you're going to be really disappointed. This gets to be a lifelong practice. And if you let it be, it can be the most beautiful practice of your life. And two, one of the most beautiful pieces that you can pass on to your people to find more peace and ease and freedom in their lives. I'm so proud of you. I'm forever cheering for you. And I'm here for you whenever you need me. We'll see you next time. Hi again. Before you go, I wanted to make sure you knew about The Secret Garden. This is my private membership where I give you unlimited access to all my best stuff, like my entire trigger mapping curriculum, all my workshops, monthly immersive live events, weekly live calls, and different layers of support, each designed for you to access at the depth that you desire. I designed it to stretch you to new edges as a coach and a leader, to unravel your conditioning and wake you up to your truth so you can stand in your gift and lead your people from that place. I've linked it up in the show notes for you to explore more when it feels good for you. Okay, I'll see you back here soon. Love ya.